Good morning and welcome to the Real Will Radio Show and Late Bloomers University. This is your chancellor, friend, brother from another mother, struggler in the struggle with you, Richard Wilfred. Today I want to talk about leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy is something that we've all heard before. We've all heard this before. Um, these words even without a clear and concise definition and understanding, leaving a legacy, something I am responsible for uh, in my exit of this world. Leaving a legacy is important because it clearly suggests or it clearly says that uh, leaving a legacy means that I'm going to leave. The reality is one day, You and I will not be here. Uh, When I think about a body of water, a puddle of water, if you put your finger in that puddle of water and then take it out, the water will close back over that space that the finger held and it will look as though it never existed. I think this is the whole idea when it comes to legacy. To recognize that when you leave here, you want to leave some type of mark, some evidence, some evidence, some representation, some, you want to leave some crumb, some something that says that you were here, that you just did not come and leave and, and, and disappear. That you know, that the time you spent while you were here, you were number one, productive, and number two, you were productive in, in a way that will it will benefit those who come behind you. That those behind you, rather it be one year, five years, 20 years behind us, <clears throat> will leave some buried treasure of your work, your contribution, your wisdom, your ideas, your creations and or invention, inventions, whatever that may be. Um, I've decided that I want to leave legacy. I want to, uh, my arrows to land is what I say. I want my arrows to land in at least four places. I want, I want my legacy or that that I leave behind to benefit somebody else. I want it to be in the areas of music, in the areas of ministry, in the areas eras era of literature, uh, I want to leave my mark in these areas. That if somebody happens to research and look in the area of music and find my name, they'll see my contribution in the area of literature. Uh, that they'll see my name in the era of area area of ministry. Uh, ministry that they will see that Richard Wolford's name uh, shows up in some work, body of work, some contribution that I've made, some observation and, and or something that I've added to in the discovery and understanding of whatever that body of work is, that area is that I've made a contribution. So that's, um, and there's one more family in family, that's four that um, my contribution in the area of loving and family uh, 
you can find my name, my contribution, and or my legacy. Legacy, I looked it up. It said something about uh, a will, a leaving money, a property, or something like that. But some of us won't, won't have money to leave, and we won't have property to leave. But we will be able to make a contribution in different areas. And I hope this is something that, as the late bloomer, you would consider. Where will you leave your mark and or your contribution? In what areas? And for who? Uh, For my daughter, every time uh, I did a musical CD, she has a copy. Not only that, I had an opportunity to invite her into the studio to record her voice at her age and place it on my CD. Um, I've written to date four books, working on publishing number five, but each one of them, I've invited her to the book signing. Uh, She has a copy. Her name is somewhere in my book so that at some point she may know, she may know that her father has somewhat attempted to pave some way, open some door for her if she decides, when and if she decides to do whatever that is she decides to do, that she would remember and know that somebody before her has ran interference in some type of ways, opened some door uh, for her and on behalf of her, as well as my other children as well. And so it's in the area of, of... legacy that I want to invite you to just to begin to ponder and ask yourself, where will I leave legacy? Well, where will I have made a difference? Some thought, some contribution, uh, ransom interference, or left my mark, rather it be my music. You do recognize all of us are different individuals. We think differently. No needing being here if you're going to think like everybody else thinks, does, do what everybody else does, and only operate and live according to what everybody else has done. You are, you are an original, original. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are distinct and different than everybody else. You're one of a kind. You are a masterpiece. Uh, when God made you, you broke the mold. There is you. There's only you. And so we need your contribution in, in this world. And so legacy is about beginning to Say, why, how am I different? Why am I different? And and me leaving my mark in these areas so that others who come along who think and see like you won't have such a hard time in trying to find their way in the midst of a bunch of clones and people that act like everybody else. You're different for a reason. And so your thoughts are important. Your actions are important. Your ideas are important. Uh, and so I just want to invite, encourage you to get record them somehow, some way in a book, in an audio recording, a video, uh, publish it somewhere, uh, however you can get it, or even even sharing, even verbally sharing uh, that with younger generations, your views, your ideas, your dreams your goals, that someone would know that if you left here today, somebody might be able to find some record, some writing, some audio, some video of you and how you saw the world and how uh, you sought to make a difference in this life. Every late bloomer ought to be thinking about legacy. We have more road behind us than we do in front of us. And uh, it is important and imperative how we move this last mile of the way, this last lap, 
uh, this last hole of the golf course of life. And so let us do the best we can with what we have and leave some proper legacy. Have a good one. Bloom, baby, bloom. Welcome to Will Real Radio and Lake Bloomers University. This is your chancellor and poster child for Lake Bloomers, your brother from another mother, as we uh, celebrate and travel together as a nation of Lake Bloomers, as we bloom, baby, bloom together. I'm excited to talk with you today as we prepare to go into the new year. Uh, This time I want to talk about, for this episode, I want to talk about having your Moses moment. Having your Moses moment. Moses in the Bible had a burning bush moment. It was a time where he was out on the backside of the mountain, wherever, and he runs into a bush that is burning, but yet not consuming itself. And it would seem at the outset that that was the central focus and idea of text, but what is central to that whole idea is not that the bush is burning and not consuming itself. Now, now that might have been what attracted him to the bush, because the bush was burning and yet it was not consuming itself. But what was most important about that moment was that he had an encounter with God, and no one can come into an encounter with God and leave the same way. He has an encounter with God and a conversation with God where God's holiness makes itself presence uh, to his humanness. And the message comes back, take your feet, shoes off because you are on holy ground. He recognizes he is in the presence of God. That was so authentic. That was so special. That was so monumental of a moment in the life and ministry of Moses because what God was preparing for him to do, or preparing him to do. That was to turn and leave that place and go and speak to a king, a nation of people uh, that kept the children of Israel in, in Egyptian bondage, and then also to speak to a people who had been in Egyptian bondage for years and slavery, and yet to speak to that people and say, God, is you speaking through me to lead you out of this place to a land flowing with milk and honey. And so he has to deliver this message to the people of God and to Pharaoh. And so the way that he is empowered to do this is that he has this moment with God and then he's able to authenticate and clearly hear for himself God's voice. Why? Because for the rest of his journey, he is going to need, and it's going to require clear communication. Clear communication in the face of his enemies, clear communication in the face of death, clear communication in the face of fear, in the face of him being afraid and worried and unsure himself. What he would clearly need is clear communication from God. He needs to be able to clearly hear God's voice in the midst of all of the other voices because that is the voice that's going to give him direction from here 
from point A to point B, to where he is, to where he has to go. Not only that, but where he is to lead and, and where he is to lead the people because there are many obstacles between here and there, and there was. And, and these were all death-defying, life-changing, could very well be possi- possibly life-ending uh, situations that was going, he was going to require, he was going to need to hear God's voices rather than being the parting of seas, the enemy chasing him, death, uh, the complaints and the complaints and comparison of the people, the frustration of himself, those who are connected to him. All of this happens, and even his own personal uh, life being unsure, he is going to need. I think, like Moses, if you're going to be a late bloomer now. You're going to need, if you're going to successfully proceed in being successful, now is as as important as ever to be able to authenticate, to be able to clearly hear and distinguish between your voice, the enemy's voice, everybody around, all of the other noise and voices that you may hear. You have to be able to hear the God's voice, God's voice. You're going to be able to have to be able to hear it leading you. You're going to have to have a moment. Uh, I had my moment. I used to wonder why when traveling to Arizona, I think I said this before, uh, it would seem so spiritual because I was, I used to take off from California, uh, take the 10 all the way to Buckeye, Arizona. And then and in the middle of the desert, there is nothing. And in the summertime, it's 125 degrees. And there is nothing. And so there is the potential for death, breaking down, and all of the other things. But pressing through it, it was spiritual for me. And I would always stop in Palm Springs and stop at this one place where it looked like a poster card. The mountains were so pretty, but yet it was so solitude of a place. And I never forget getting to that one spot. And I said to myself, this is spiritual because I am at a place where there's nobody here. And when you travel so far in the desert, sometimes you lose signal, telephone signal, which means there's nobody else to talk to but you. There's, you know, there's nothing else there but you. And you have to decide between either I am talking to God and God is real and there is his voice, or I'm crazy. Either this is sanity with God or or this is insane and there is no voice. There had to be a real moment for me. And I recognize why those trips were so spiritual because, because it was a time I had to choose. There was a crossroads that said they, either this is sane or insanity. Either God is real or he's not. And, and you have to make that decision for yourself because you're going to need, it is so imperative that you be able to clearly hear the voice that leads you and navigates you through through life's uh, frustrations, through the all of the roads that are available, you have to be able to trust in the navigation system that you have. The navigation system cannot be that which is on your phone and in your car because that simply works on satellite position. And sometimes you can find yourself in a place whereby the satellite signal cannot reach you. And so you need a system, a voice, 
that that can never be disconnected. I had what was called years ago when it first came out on Star in my car. You could just simply push one button and the operator came on and said, hello, uh, Richard Wilford, you're driving this, a black Katera, blah, blah, blah. This is where you are. How can we be of service to you? And, and it was so advanced that from wherever they were, they could push a button and unlock your doors and flash your lights and blow your horn if you couldn't find your car. They could lock and unlock your car. All of these things, they could come to service. And if by chance you had some breakdown, they knew exactly where you were. They could stay on the phone with you and call emergency assistance to your exact location. But that was only... And unless, that was only if they could have, get that signal to you. You need something that rises above, extends further be- beyond any signal of a satellite. I only know of one voice, one navigational system that is effective wherever you are. There's nowhere you can go. You can't go too high. You cannot go low enough. You can't be so far out or so down that this voice, this navigational system cannot reach it. I only know that to be God. And so you have to be able to hear his voice and recognize. I did a uh, a short story, story as I was walking, as I normally do. I'm doing research while I'm walking yesterday morning. And I'm asking, I'm asking um, my phone, I'm saying, how is it that the sheep knows the shepherd's voice? And so it talked about the word bleeding, bleat, B-L-E-A-T, bleat. The, 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 she, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. They, they can hear the sound voice of the shepherd. This is how they know. But it comes, it only comes by spending quality time and, and a solid relations, developing a solid, solid relationship with the, sh- the shepherd that the sheep know his voice. You get what I'm saying? It take it, it only comes by spending time with. Ooh. You cannot you cannot spend time away from and be able to distinguish his voice. It only comes by quality time with. I'll say this in the closing. Somebody used the example of, of those within the banking systems who are paid to recognize the counterfeit bills that come through the bank. How do you recognize the counterfeits? Because there's so many counterfeits being developed every day. There's always somebody trying to come up with a counterfeit bill. And the question is asked to the professionals and recognizing <clears throat> counterfeit bills. How do you keep up and can be able to distinguish the counterfeits from the real? And the answer from the professionals is we study the real. It's not that we study. We don't spend any time studying the fake, the counterfeit. If you spend time, if you spend quality time, an extensive amount of time with the authentic, the real, then automatically you'll be able to distinguish the fake. So it is with us. We have to spend enough time, develop a quality enough relationship with the shepherd that we can hear his voice that will navigate us in tough times, in dark times, in noisy times. Now is the time late bloomer if you're going to take off you got to be able to hear god's voice why because everybody else everybody else will be saying everything negative nobody will be positive everybody will tell you a million reasons why you shouldn't i'm going to be on 
uh, one of these episodes I'm going to do with uh, Damian Smith, we, uh, we're going to talk about uh, what the naysayers say and how, many, how much people talk about. And everybody can inform you on what you shouldn't do and why you shouldn't do it. Uh, and these are things that's meant to deter you and why people, instead of being supportive and positive, they will tell you everything you should not do. We're going to talk about that later. But I want to say to you, Bloom, baby, Bloom, learn to authenticate God's voice. That voice, that that navigational system that you may use, so you can power and power and power, power drive your way to success. You are the late bloomer. Late bloomer doesn't mean that that something wrong. It just simply means that you didn't take off when everybody else took off. You didn't boom and bam when everybody else did. God is in control. Late late bloomers, take heart. That's my Superman voice. Take heart. Bloom, baby, bloom. Good morning and welcome to the Real Will Radio Show and Late Bloomers University. This is your chancellor, friend, brother from another mother, struggler in the struggle with you, Richard Wilfred. Today I want to talk about leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy is something that we've all heard before. We've all heard this before. Um, these words even without a clear and concise definition and understanding, leaving a legacy, something I am responsible for uh, in my exit of this world. Leaving a legacy is important because it clearly suggests or it clearly says that uh, leaving a legacy means that I'm going to leave. The reality is one day, you and I will not be here. Uh, when I think about a body of water, a puddle of water, if you put your finger in that puddle of water and then take it out, the water will close back over that space that the finger held and it will look as though it never existed. I think this is the whole idea when it comes to legacy. To recognize that when you leave here, you want to leave some type of mark, some evidence, some evidence, some representation, some, you want to leave some crumbs, some, something that says that you were here, that you just did not come and leave and, and, and disappear, that you know, that the time you spent while you were here, you were number one, productive, and number two, you were productive in, in a way that will it will benefit those who come behind you. That those behind you, rather it be one year, five years, 20 years behind us, <clears throat> will leave some buried treasure of your work, your contribution, your wisdom, your ideas, your creations and or invention, inventions, whatever that may be. Um, I've decided that I want to leave legacy. I want to, uh, my arrows to land is what I say. I want my arrows to land in at least four places. I want, I want my legacy or that that I leave behind 
to benefit somebody else. I want it to be in the areas of music, in the areas of ministry, in the areas eras era of literature. Uh, I want to leave my mark in these areas that if somebody happens to research and look in the area of music and find my name, they'll see my contribution in the area of literature, uh, that they'll see my name in the era of area, area of ministry, uh, ministry, that they will see that Richard Wolford's name uh, shows up in some work, body of work, some contribution that I've made, some observation and, and or something that I've added to in the discovery and understanding of whatever that body of work is, that area is that I've made a contribution. So that's, um, and there's one more family in family, that's four, that um, my contribution in the area of loving and family, uh, you can find my name, my contribution and or my legacy. Legacy, I looked it up, it said something about uh, a will, leaving money, a property or something like that. But some of us won't, won't have money to leave and we won't have property to leave. But we will be able to make a contribution in different areas. And I hope this is something that as the late bloomer, you would consider. Where will you leave your mark and or your contribution? In what areas? And for who? Uh, for my daughter, every time... Uh, I did a musical CD. She has a copy. Not only that, I had an opportunity to invite her into the studio to record her voice at her age and place it on my CD. Um, I've written to date four books, working on publishing number five. But each one of them, I've invited her to the book signing. Uh, she has a copy. Her name is somewhere in my book. So that at some point she may know she may know that her father has somewhat attempted to pave some way, open some door for her if she decides, when and if she decides to do whatever that is she decides to do, that she will remember and know that somebody before her has ran interference in some type of ways, opened some door uh, for her and on behalf of her, as well as my other children as well. And so it's in the area of, of legacy that I want to invite you to just to begin to ponder and ask yourself, where will I leave legacy? Well, where will I have made a difference? Some thought, some contribution, uh, ransom interference, or left my mark, rather it be my music. You do recognize all of us are different individuals. We think differently. No needing being here if you're going to think like everybody else thinks, does, do what everybody else does, and only operate and live according to what everybody else has done. You are, you are an original, original. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are distinct and different than everybody else. You're one of a kind. You are a masterpiece. Uh, when God made you, you broke the mold. There is you. There's only you. And so... We need your contribution in, in this world. And so legacy is about beginning to say, well, how am I different? Why am I different? And, and me leaving my mark in these areas 
so that others who come along who think and see like you won't have such a hard time in trying to find their way in the midst of a bunch of clones and people that act like everybody else. You're different for a reason, and so your thoughts are important. Your actions are important. Your ideas are important. Uh, and so I just want to invite and encourage you to get record them somehow, some way in a book, in an audio recording, a video, uh, publish it somewhere, uh, however you can get it, or ev- even sharing, even verbally sharing uh, that with younger generations, your views, your ideas, your dreams, your goals, that someone would know that if you left here today, somebody might be able to find some record, some writing, some audio, some video of you and how you saw the world and how uh, you sought to make a difference in this life. Every late bloomer ought to be thinking about legacy. We have more road behind us than we do in front of us. And uh, it is important and imperative how we move this last mile of the way, this last lap, uh, this last hole of the golf course of life. And so let us do the best we can with what we have and leave some proper legacy. Have a good one. Bloom, baby, bloom. morning and welcome to the Real Will Radio Show and Late Bloomers University. This is your chancellor, friend, brother from another mother, struggler in the struggle with you, Richard Wilfred. Today I want to talk about leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy is something that we've all heard before. We've all heard this before. Um, these words even without a clear and concise definition and understanding, leaving a legacy, something I am responsible for uh, in my exit of this world. Leaving a legacy is important because it clearly suggests or it clearly says that uh, leaving a legacy means that I'm going to leave. The reality is one day, You and I will not be here. Uh, When I think about a body of water, a puddle of water, if you put your finger in that puddle of water and then take it out, the water will close back over that space that the finger held and it will look as though it never existed. I think this is the whole idea when it comes to legacy. To recognize that when you leave here, you want to leave some type of mark, some evidence, some evidence, some representation, some, you want to leave some crumbs, some, something that says that you were here, that you just did not come and leave and, and, and disappear. That, you know, that the time you spent while you were here, you were number one, productive, and number two, you were productive in, in a way that will it will benefit those who come behind you. That those behind you, rather it be one year, five years, 20 years behind us, <clears throat> will leave some buried treasure of your work, your contribution, your wisdom, your ideas, 
your creations and or invention, inventions, whatever that may be. Um, I've decided that I want to leave legacy. I want to, uh, my arrows to land is what I say. I want my arrows to land in at least four places. I want, I want my legacy or that that I leave behind to benefit somebody else. I want it to be in the areas of music, in the areas of ministry, in the areas eras era of literature. Uh, I want to leave my mark in these areas that if somebody happens to research and look in the area of music and find my name, they'll see my contribution in the area of literature, uh, that they'll see my name in the era of area, area of ministry, uh, ministry, that they will see that Richard Wolford's name uh, shows up in some work, body of work some contribution that I've made, some observation and, and or something that I've added to in the discovery and understanding of whatever that body of work is, that area is that I've made a contribution. So that's, um, and there's one more family in family, that's four, that um, my contribution in the area of loving and family uh, you can find my name, my contribution, and or my legacy. Legacy, I looked it up. It said something about uh, a will, leaving money, a property, or something like that. But some of us won't, won't have money to leave, and we won't have property to leave. But we will be able to make a contribution in different areas. And I hope this is something that, as the late bloomer, you would consider. Where will you leave your mark and or your contribution in what areas, and for who. Uh, for my daughter, every time uh, I did a musical CD, she has a copy. Not only that, I had an opportunity to invite her into the studio to record her voice at her age and place it on my CD. Um, I've written to date four books, working on publishing number five, but each one of them, I've invited her to the book signing. Uh, she has a copy her name is somewhere in my book so that at some point she may know she may know that her father has somewhat attempted to pave some way open some door for her if she decide when and if she decides to do whatever that is she decides to do that she will remember and know that somebody before her has ran interference in some type of ways, opened some door uh, for her and on behalf of her, as well as my other children as well. And so it's in the area of, of legacy that I want to invite you to just to begin to ponder and ask yourself, where will I leave legacy? Well, where will I have made a difference? Some thought, some contribution, uh, ransom interference or left my mark rather it be my music you do recognize all of us are different individuals we think differently no needing being here if you're going to think like everybody else thinks does do what everybody else does and only operate and live according to what everybody else has done you are, you are an original original you are fearfully and wonderfully made you are distinct and different 
than everybody else. You're one of a kind. You are a masterpiece. Uh, when God made you, he broke the mold. There is you. There's only you. And so we need your contribution in, in this world. And so legacy is about beginning to say, well, how am I different? Why am I different? And, and me leaving my mark in these areas so that others who come along, who think and see like you won't have such a hard time in trying to find their way in the midst of a bunch of clones and people that act like everybody else. You're different for a reason. And so your thoughts are important. Your actions are important. Your ideas are important. Uh, and so I just want to invite, encourage you to get record them somehow, some way in a book, in an audio recording, a video, uh, publish it somewhere, uh, however you can get it, or ev even sharing even verbally sharing uh, that with younger generations, your views, your ideas, your dreams, your goals, that someone would know that if you left here today, somebody might be able to find some record, some writing, some audio, some video of you and how you saw the world and how uh, you sought to make a difference in this life. Every late bloomer ought to be thinking about legacy. We have more road behind us than we do in front of us. And uh, it is important and imperative how we move this last mile of the way, this last lap, uh, this last hole of the golf course of life. And so let us do the best we can with what we have and leave some proper legacy. Have a good one. Bloom, baby, bloom.